I was thinking today how God never promised us a life free from hard times. I was thinking of that old song, I beg your pardon, I never promised you a rose garden instead of the sunshine. There's going to be a little rain sometime, and I think that in the day in which we live, this is a real reality. In fact, probably the biggest enemy that we're facing on a day-to-day basis is fear. So what I'd like to talk about this morning is facing fear, overcoming fear, especially as we see in the light of all the events that are going on on a day-to-day basis. Welcome to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail. You know, in Matthew 28, verse 20, Jesus said, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Then in Isaiah 43, verse 2, it says, When you pass through the rivers, I will be with you. And when you pass through the water, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, and the flames will not set you ablaze. And so, God never said he would rescue us from the hard times. He said he would rescue us through the hard times. And when I look in the world in which we live today, we see the events of Matthew 24 rapidly unfolding on a day-to-day basis. In fact, as these events unfold, we're going to have to deal with fear more and more and more on a daily basis. You say, well, what are some of these events? You know, in Matthew 24... Jesus talks about earthquakes, pestilence. He talks about wars, rumors of wars, kingdom against kingdom and nation against nation. And then he says, all of these are just the beginning of birth pains. So the reason I quoted a couple of scriptures right in the very beginning is simply this. When you stand on God's promises, you're standing on something that will get you through the test of time. You know what? Going into the future, we don't know what 22 holds. We don't know what 2023 will hold. We don't know what tomorrow may hold. But I know who holds tomorrow. I know who is in the past, who's in the present, and who's in the future. And his name is Jesus. Because we're going to be dealing more and more with the things of Matthew 24, then fear is going to be a reality we have got to learn not to just cope with, but to overcome. When I was thinking about dealing with fear, I was thinking it at two different levels. The first level is when you hear about uh, natural disasters and man-made disasters happening in the world, where you hear about it's happening, but it didn't involve you. Like, if you were in New York City on 9-11 when the planes flew into the building, and you were there standing in lower Manhattan as the planes flew overhead of you, that would have a direct effect on you. But if you were in Michigan where I was, standing in the hospital uh, waiting room watching the TV, watching the, the plane or the jet fly into the second tower, that had an effect on me. But yet it didn't have a direct effect because I wasn't down there. So there's different levels of fear that you have to deal with. One is where you hear about it. Two is where it's happening to you. And that is where 2 Timothy 1.7 comes in, I believe. He says, for 
God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And then in Matthew 24, Jesus says, when you see all these things happening, do not be alarmed. Well, my question is simple. How do I do not be alarmed when I see all these things going on? What are some of the keys? What are the some of the things that I can do that will help me not to be alarmed, that will help me to walk straight into the face of fear and overcome it? Well, I want to talk about 14 things I think can help you, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these things, but I think it like being prepared ahead of time for things that might happen so you're more able to handle them when they happen. First of all, Jesus gave us tomorrow's news ahead of time. It's always nice to know what the headlines will be like. So when an earthquake happens in the world, you're like, yep, Jesus said that would happen, or a famine, or an earthquake, or a war. All of these things, Jesus said, must come, but they are just the beginning of birth things. And a lot of people think, oh, the end of the world, the end of the world. No, no, just the beginning of birth pains. So he said, uh, number two, Jesus says, he tells us not to be alarmed because the end is not yet. And so we're given the news ahead of time. We're told not to be alarmed and stress out. But I think the third point is, We've got to really learn to keep our eyes on the Lord. Isaiah 26, 3 says, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on thee because he trusts in you. Now, there are two other scriptures, John 14, 7 and John 16, 33. I'm not going to go into those two, but the three scriptures with the one I just quoted have one thing in common. If you keep your eyes on the Lord, you can keep your peace. That's the thing. Just like Peter, when he was walking on the water, headed toward Jesus, he was doing just fine until he got his eyes on his circumstances and off the Lord. And we're going to do just fine too. We will make it through the hard times. God has a plan. Key number four, pray, pray, and pray some more. There's nothing like spending time with the Lord that helps us to overcome and helps us to know what things might happen ahead of time. I remember in November of 2019 in a prayer time I was having, the Lord began to share with me about things that would happen in 20. And I'm not going to go into all that right now, but he said a storm was coming and he just talked about the healthcare system and things that were going to happen in the world. But then he said, I'm going to keep you safe. And I really didn't like what I was hearing from the Lord in my prayer time. So he said, close the book. And when it's coming to pass, take it out and share it with people. So he let me know about the pandemic. He let me know about the health care system having a very hard time and people running in fear and all this stuff that would be going on that has gone on in the world today. So it's nice to have advanced news. When we pray, it prepares us for what might happen tomorrow. Number five, 
Declare God's word over your life and over your family. You see, when you declare God's word, according to Psalm 103, verse 20, says that the angels of God hearken to the word of God. So when you're declaring the word of God over yourself and your family, the angels are being released to go help you and minister to you. I have uh, four scripture references I want to give you that would be great to declare over your family. The first one is found in Psalm 91. We all know it. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Psalm 27, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know, I'm just giving you the beginning verse of the psalm. You ought to go back, look it up, read it, declare it daily. Psalm 121, I will lift my eyes to the hills, whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. What an amazing psalm. In Psalm 34, 7, one of my favorite, the angel of the Lord encamps around those that love and fear him, and he delivers them. This is a picture when it says encamp. It's picturing like a whole group of angels that are setting up camp all around you like a hedge of protection. The enemy can't come in, and he can't touch you. Point number six, don't isolate yourself. I think it's important when we're going through things that we don't isolate. Hebrews 10.25 says, Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as some would be in the habit of doing, all the more as they see the day approaching. What day? The coming of the Lord. The more we go into the end times, the more we need a church to be with, the more we need a home group, the more we need other people to pray with, the more we need relationship with others. And we are definitely in that day. So don't isolate, because what the enemy does with isolation, he will use that to pick you off when you are weak. And so we all need help. We all need other people, so don't isolate. Point number seven, pray for God to give you wisdom and revelation. James chapter one says, if any of you lack wisdom, he should ask God. And what kind of wisdom is James chapter 1 talking about? The type of wisdom James chapter 1 is talking about is wisdom through trials. So when you're in the midst of a trial, in the midst of the hard time, you're saying like, God, give me wisdom. How do you want me to get through this? What do you want me to do? Show me the way, God. You know, Romans 8, 28 says, All things work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. That's an encouraging scriptures. But many times when we're in the middle of a trial, in the middle of a storm, in the middle of something that's going on, it's hard to see that anything good could come out of it. So we need to pray for God to give us wisdom, revelation, direction, so we know what to do. Number eight. Keep a good attitude. This is so important. It's so important that you have an attitude of gratitude no matter what's going on because your attitude will determine your altitude. 
Number nine, trust God and don't lean on your own understanding. You know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. You know, when something's going on, it's easy to jump out and think you know the right thing to do. But when you're in the middle of a trial, we need to stop, we need to pray, we need to ask God for wisdom, and we need not to lean on our understanding. Point number 10, and this is really a good one too, don't listen to the enemy's lies. When things are going on in the world, and whether they're a natural disaster, man-made disaster, and you're facing fear head-on, this is where the enemy does his best work in talking to you and talking to me through his what I would call his uh, whispers. Because the name for the devil in Spanish is Diablos, but the, the one of the meanings of that word is whisper. So the enemy will come around and he'll say stuff like, you're not going to make it. This will never end. You might as well give up. You're no good. You're a failure. All these things he will try to say to get you off track. So don't listen to him. Don't listen to the enemy. Get in, get in God's word and declare the truth. Number 11, keep fighting the good fight of faith. I can't say this enough. When you're facing off fear, sometimes a battle doesn't happen overnight. You got to fight the good fight of faith. You got to pick up God's word. You got to declare God's word over and over and over. And you got to keep fighting until God gives you a strategy and how to overcome that fear. And it's good to work up a strategy now so that when you need it, you can put it into practice. So you fight the good fight of faith with the prophecies previously spoken over you. And over me, we fight the good fight of faith. We fight fear. We overcome it and we put it down. Number 12, this is a really, really important one, especially when you're trying to face off fear. Limit your intake of news. Oh my goodness. News is a constant feed of everything negative, negative, negative all the time. It doesn't matter what news channel it is. Limit the intake of news because if you're all you do is you got news playing in your house, news playing in your car, you have a constant feed of negativity coming at you 24-7. And the other thing is simply this. Limit your intake of social media. Man, get your face off Facebook and into the book, the Bible, and, and limit the social media. Cut it back, limit it, turn it back. Don't watch it. And trust God and keep yourself in God's word. Number 13, I think it's good to know your community resources. You say, what do you mean? Well, it's good to know ahead of time before something happens in your neighborhood where the resources are, where the food's at, where people can get help if they can't make the rent. There's different things that drive fear. And knowing where your community resources are are critical to your success, they're critical, and you might be the one one day needing help and knowing where the resources are 
will really be helpful for you. Then point number 14, here we go, this is important. Take time to rest. This is so important that you have a Sabbath, that you have a day where you can rest, where you actually take a nap and you can rest up. Take time to rest and hear God's voice. You see, when we rest and when we hear God's voice, God directs us on what he wants us to do, where he wants us to go, and how he wants us to do things. So I don't know what you're uh, facing today. I don't know the things that you're going through. You know, you might be in your home right now or driving in your car or maybe you're doing dishes early in the wee hours of the morning and you're interested in this program. But I'm telling you, rest is really, really critical. And um, you want to be able to rest and you want to be able to hear God's voice because when you get a word from heaven, it'll help you to break through and break above all the other things that are coming at you. You know, and I'm reminded of um, 1 Peter 5, verses 7 through 9, cast all your anxiety upon him because he careth for you. At the end of every day, I talked about this earlier and I feel led to talk about this again at the end. Every day, it's important for you and I to rest and to get sleep and to hear the voice of God. The other very important thing that it's important for us to do, and I want to talk about this before we close out, is we need to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5 says we need to take every thought captive. It says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to the pulling down of strongholds and fortresses. We take every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And so when you're facing off fear, you're going to face off with your thought life. You're going to deal with your thought life. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard to stop your thoughts, give them to the Lord, and change what you're thinking on. It's going to be really difficult. But if you're going to win fear, overcome fear, and walk without fear, you're going to have to take the thought captive, give it to the Lord, and train yourself about what you're going to be meditating on and thinking on. You know, what you think about and what you meditate on determines how you're going to do and where you're going to go. It's wherever your mind goes, there you're going to go. So think about the things that are pure, lovely, and are of good report. You know, have scriptures ready or have a song, maybe a Christian song you like to sing ready so that you, when you give the thoughts and you give the cares to the Lord, you can change what you're thinking on. It's going to be so important for you to be able to do this. So what I'm saying to you that you can overcome fear and you don't have to live in fear. You can walk by faith. You And faith is calling the things that are not as though they already were. And I want to pray for you right now that are that are really dealing with fear because this is real. Fear is a human emotion and I believe it, but the Bible says that that there is a spirit of fear. So I think it can be a demonic spirit and a human uh, emotion at the same time. 
and we need the Lord's help. Let us pray. Lord, I pray for those under the sound of my voice right now that are dealing with fear. And I would bind in the name of Jesus the spirit of fear, and I would command it right now in the name of Jesus to let go of the people that it has a hold of. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would send your angels to everyone that is suffering with fear. And I pray that you begin to break their chains. And in place of fear, I pray, would be your peace. Lord, we need the peace that passes all understanding that would guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Lord Jesus, help us to be able to trust you with the things that we don't understand. Help us to be able to trust you when we cannot see your plan. And help us not to worry about all the what-ifs or what could be, but Lord, help us to place our fears, our plans, our thoughts, our ideas in your hands. And Lord, help us to hear your voice saying, this is the way, walk you in it. And so in the name of Jesus, I pray right now in place of fear that Jesus, you are, according to nine, Isaiah 9, 6, you are the Prince of Peace, the Mighty Counselor, and the Everlasting Father. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that your peace would begin to pierce and fill the room, the car, wherever they're at tonight listening to this. I pray that your peace would surround them and begin to envelop them like a blanket. Lord, send your ministering angels forth to minister to the heirs of salvation. Let your peace rule and reign in people's hearts. And I pray that you yourself would remove the fear that people are feeling on a day-to-day basis. Lord, I thank you that we can trust you Lord, it's hard at times because we don't see the end from the beginning like you do. So help us to learn that we can trust you every day in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, I want to thank you for joining me for this program, Facing Fear. Thank you for listening to Healing Begins. And I pray that you would email me at gale, G-A-L-E, at spiritualcareconsultants.com and let me know what you think of this program. We are glad that you're listening. This program tonight was brought to you by Family Tree Medical of Hastings, Michigan, where Dr. Carlson believes that spiritual care is a missing piece of health care. God bless you and have a great day. Healing Begins is brought to you by Spiritual Care Consultants of West Michigan. We are a healing ministry based out of a doctor's office in Hastings, Michigan. 
and that doctor's office is Family Tree Medical, and my partner is Dr. Troy Carlson, a family physician. There are many people that are in need out there today. All of our services are free to the public on the healing center side of it. Dr. Carlson, you have to apply to be in his practice, but I'd love to hear from you. My email is gail at spiritualcareconsultants.com, and gail is spelled G-A-L-E, and I'd love for you to learn more about us by going to www.spiritualcareconsultants.com or www.scchealingbegins.com. Thank you so much for listening, for your support, for your prayers. May God richly bless you.